Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Do a little BYOQ, Amelia. We're going to bring your own questions. I'll bring the answer, a little hot seat, 
answering, leveraging all the dummy tax that I've paid to help other people not pay it. It's the one tax, the most expensive tax that you'll ever pay. Dummy tax, doesn't matter if it's federal or state, whether you live in Florida, Nevada, or California, the most expensive tax you have is the dummy tax. So I'm trying to save people that tax. And so we'll consider this a tax session of how to save on your dummy tax uh, by uh, taking the payments. Anyway, Jakey Bakey, why don't you go ahead and set the room? Sure will. Thank you, Amelia. And thank you, Dave. As Dave mentioned, happy Friday, everybody. This is the Breakfast with Champions, uh, 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Today's topic is BYOQ. So you bring your questions and Dave will bring the answers. So if you'd like to ask a question here on Clubhouse, just raise your hand or back channel me and we will aim to bring you up. Dave's been doing this uh, free training for over 22 years. So he's currently live on Instagram, TikTok, here on Clubhouse, of course, uh, LinkedIn, all over the place. So if you have any questions to follow up, just email David. Also, let's get the the sharing going at the bottom there. There's a little arrow. Share on Twitter, share on LinkedIn, share in your messages, uh, share on Clubhouse. So we will take questions from all over the place today. With that in mind, I'll uh, I'll pass it back over to you, Dave, to start the BYOQ, and then we'll start getting the questions going here on Clubhouse. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, you know, Jake, it's interesting because we were talking about digital currency and one of those is i've been doing a podcast for over uh five years now over 1200 episodes with the biggest billionaires millionaires entrepreneurs celebrities athletes and entertainers and i've never advertised on it never probably will but what i found out is it's really important for people to use that digital currency on podcasts as well so if you have a favorite podcast uh if uh you want to support them the best way you can do it is to review it, rate it, and share it. Uh, Those are the three ways. When you review or rate a podcast, it's like sharing uh, because of the analytics uh, that they use. The more people that rate or review, the more uh, prevalent that podcast is. So just a little bit of advice on that. And I certainly would appreciate uh, anyone downloading the playbook is the name of my podcast. And if you could rate and review it, that's probably the biggest gift. People ask me all the time, how can I be of service? share my content and do good deeds, but now I'm gonna have to add on rate and review. Um, Jake, do you want me to take a quick question online and then we'll get started or what do you wanna do? Yeah, that's perfect. If you can take a question online and then we'll come back to Khalil here on Clubhouse. I'll also put the link to the Playbook podcast here on Clubhouse. So if you can go in, leave a review on Apple, rate the show on Spotify, that'd be greatly appreciated. So Dave, I'll pass back over to you and then we'll bring on Khalil when you're ready here. Awesome, so uh, the question is, what does coherence mean? And uh, I used to talk about adherence and it's actually adherence uh, creates interference and coherence has two capabilities um, that are a predecessor to habit forms. Um, And, you know, dealing with uh, addicts, for example, it doesn't matter what program an addict is in if they don't have coherence, if they don't want that change. The coherence is the key to all habits. And that's why, you know, I use our 14 day gratitude challenge, not just to teach the most powerful habit in the world, gratitude. And I promise you once again, I know I've said this a million times, if you can say thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up uh, for 14 straight days, 30 straight days, or for the rest of your life, your life will change dramatically. 
It's free to say thank you. It takes 0.1 seconds. It's proven through physics, metaphysics, and quantum physics. And every great thought leader in the world in history have only relied upon gratitude as the attitude of success. But it is worthless unless you have coherence. And the two capabilities of coherence that will change all of your habit. In fact, I call coherence the habit machine. And in that habit machine of coherence, uh, working with the universe is one, remembering, recollecting, and reminding what you want and actually doing it, taking action. Those two simple steps, the predecessor to all habit forms, is the most powerful verb, is the most powerful habit of all. I call it the habit machine, the habit of all habits before even gratitude. You cannot utilize gratitude, the 0.1 seconds in free, best usage of your man-made constructive time today, unless you have coherence. Coherence is the ability to remember, remind, and recollect what you want and to do it, to take action. If you can think about coherence every day and think about what you are plugging and playing into coherence, you will be more efficient, effective, and statistically successful. You will enjoy the aggregate compounding of behaviors that cause exponential acceleration and you will go beyond you will be protected and promoted beyond what you think you want and even to a better place a better position or a better situation coherence is the habit machine coherence the predecessor to habits coherence is the engine that makes your habits roar use coherence remind remember and recollect what you want and take action in a trajectory towards that which you think you want and be prepared for better. All right, Jakey Bakey, let's bring up somebody live and see what other extraordinary questions we get. Perfect, yeah, let's bring up Khalil. Khalil sells cars, if you can please unmute yourself and ask David your question today, welcome. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity. Oh my goodness, Dave. You changed my life, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you, Jake. Uh, you know, I tell you one thing. I'm, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to speak. Grateful for Glenn that created this uh, Breakfast of Champion. And everybody on the stage, Amelia, and everybody that I'm learning from every single day. Oh, my goodness. Dave, I want to tell you, I listen to your podcast every single day almost. I'm, I'm learning a lot. And, uh, and yes, being grateful. And being started with thank you changed my life all the way around. One thing I want to ask you here, how can I keep myself going? How can I keep that fuel, that shot of B12 going? That, that little shot that keeps me going is not the five hours energy drink, but the brain, um, the brain juice to keep me going out there and keep the, my attitude going like you are, Dave, um, in my life. So I'm grateful to you. Thank you. Thank you, Jake, for being up here. Thank you. Awesome. So what we want to keep going, we want to keep our hands going, our back going with that, you know, hard work or whatever diligence that you call it, but we want to keep the head and the heart going as well. And I think you need to shift the paradigm. The biggest change in my life is a faithful change uh, that uh, is, uh, number one, a perspective of there's something bigger than me, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source. Uh, an omnipresent source that loves me more than my mom, that's constantly protecting me and promoting me. Yes, indicating to me I got better places and better people, better ideas and better situations ahead of me, 
by showing me mistakes, failures, setbacks, dummy tax, which is a theme for today, uh, and even pain, but presenting that as an indicator of the better place, the better position, situation, event, people, and ideas that I have in front of me. And in order to do that, we, number one, need to have faith or the majority of time have faith that there's something bigger than us that loves us more than our mom. But we have to shift the paradigm. You talk about how can I keep that inspiration, Dave? See, motivation is a fear-based emotion. It's necessary. It will save your life. If you look off an end of a 200-foot cliff and you're about to jump, your ego is going to save your life. It's going to say, don't jump. You're going to die, right? It's going to allow you to feed yourself. It's going to allow you to fight for what you want. It's going to allow you to run away from what danger appears. It's going to allow you to procreate and allow you to sustain a legacy by passing on your energy. This is what the ego is going to allow, but that's just a micro minute of your life. When you need to get up and get started, to get back started and get back up, but it ain't going to get you there, Khalil. It's not going to get you there. What's going to get you there is inspiration. And what we need to do is not only determine the distinction of motivation and inspiration, but we got to figure out what? instead of trying to get more energy, realize you already have the energy. I am the all-powerful, all-knowing, omniscient, omnipresent. I am connected to and through this. There is something greater than me that loves me more than my mom. I already am and have and possess enough power in my pinky to light up all of Manhattan, as my friend Bob Proctor, rest in peace, used to tell me. What we need to figure out, Khalil, is what are you doing to interfere with it? What are you doing to interfere with the all-powerful, the almighty, the omniscient, all-knowing, and omnipresent? What am I doing to interfere with it? And I utilize a four-step process. Right, I'm 54 years old and a half, a little bit more, and I have more energy. I utilize, I should say, I have the same energy I had when I was born. But I utilize the omniscient energy, the all-powerful energy, in a much more efficient, effective, and statistically successful way because I only spend minutes and moments every day interfering it, with it. And the practice that I'll send to everyone, if you want, the practice is called stop, drop, and roll. Why? Because when you're interfering with the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent source that you're always connected to and through, the same exact source that I'm connected to and through, and everyone else, including Mick Jagger, who utilizes energy better than anyone, and he's like 79 years old. But if you want to do that, you got to realize that when you are interfering with the source of energy, your mind, your body and soul, your hands, your heart, your back and your brain, they're on fire. And everybody knows that when we are on fire, you got to stop, drop, and roll. But before we can stop, drop, and roll, we need to identify that we're on fire. We have to identify that we're interfering. We need to practice before we stop, drop, and roll. We need to practice identifying what it is we're doing to interfere with that power of inspiration, of in spirit, the power of all. And ironically, the same thing that gets you up, gets you back up, gets you started and gets you back started is the same mechanism, the ego, that edges goodness out of your life, that edges gold out of your life. And so we have to, in both respects, identify 
the soul-sucking mo- motivation of fear and the ability to motivate ourselves with it. And so we need to practice identifying fear. What to me is the identification of fear? It's the needs of that ego that edge gold out of my life or edges goodness out of my life. I'll give you some of them where I've wasted the majority of the first half of my life. The majority of the first half of my life have been wasted by interfering with, with a need of being separate, being inferior to, being superior of, being anxious or frustrated or angry. I have a need to be offended, a need to feel guilty, a need to be resentful. I have a need to worry. If we could just take the hundreds of people that are here, and let's invite some more people on, by the way. Let's invite more people on here. But if we could take an aggregate of the amount of time, energy, emotion, value, and friendships that have in family that have been interfered with or completely destroyed by the need to be worried, whoo. We could feed the whole world so many times over with that amount of energy, effort, activity, time, value, emotion. It's amazing. These needs of the ego, we have to make a practice of identifying it so that then we can practice stop, dropping, rolling so that instead of spending days, weeks, months, and years interfering with the greatest source of power, the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, infinite source that we possess, We need to identify it so then we can stop, drop, and roll. So practice identifying the needs that are most utilized by you to interfere with your great power. And then once you identify it, now we use a counterintuitive practice of not resisting it, right? Not fighting it, not fleeing from it, not going over it, under it, or through it, not lying to it, manipulating it, cheating it, denying it blaming it, shaming it, cursing it, nursing it, rehearsing it. Don't do it. It's simple what to do, but very difficult in the same respect. You got to stop. When you identify what you're doing to interfere with the greatest source of power that you have, just simply stop. Breathe through your nose and out through your mouth, which will be the mechanism breathing to drop to center or to ease. Take that dis-ease and make it ease by stopping, not resisting, stopping, dropping by breathing. And then you can roll in the right trajectory of what you think you want at an accelerated way with less resistance, utilizing an omniscient, all-powerful source that you're always connected to and through. Rolling into what you want who you can help, who can help you, and how best to get it done. Prioritizing what's important to you, not what's important to other people, what you don't want or what you're missing. In other words, no more Khalil searching for what you already have. No more Khalil searching for what you think is your why. Instead, apply it because it's part and parcel of you at all times. Apply your why, my friend. Identify with the needs of the ego. What are you doing to interfere? I am all powerful. What am I doing to interfere with it? I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am worthy, I am happy. What am I doing to interfere with it? You got to identify what you're doing, edging goodness out of your life, edging God out of your life, edging gold out of your life, E-G-O. The same mechanism that gets you up, gets you started, gets you back started, and gets you going. 
uses about 90% of your fuel like a rocket ship. The ego uses 90% of your fuel to lift you up out of fear and then utilizing that same fear to identify the dissipation and dissolution of it so you can draw from inspiration, the greatest source of power that has ever existed that runs through you, not only for you or to you, but through you for others. Khalil, please utilize the drop, stop, drop and roll, identify the ego, identify it so you can get up and get up, back up, but also identify it so you can get there. Does that sound fair? Brother, I'm crying, man. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'm crying. I'm, I have my face are full of tears. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. All right, Jakey Bakey, it. why don't I go ahead and uh, want you reset the room and I'll, then I'll take another question online and then you can bring up another amazing person like Khalil. Okay. Sounds good, Dave. I think we are all uh, we are all emotionally connected. That is for sure. So thank you for that. Thank you, everybody, for joining and being here. This is the Breakfast with Champions, 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time here on Clubhouse, on Zoom, LinkedIn, all over the place. So thank you, everybody, for joining. Let's take a quick second here to share. Use that share button at the bottom. Share in your text messages, share in your Twitter and your LinkedIn all over Clubhouse, wherever you can, with your friends and your family. Let's take a second here to share. Let's follow the people next to us. Follow the people on stage. This is the BYOQ. So you bring your questions. David will bring your uh, his answer. So let's continue with these incredible questions. And with that in mind, Dave, I'll pass it back over to you to get a question there on the Zoom training. And then when you're back, we will bring up Super Mario for a question here on Clubhouse. Yeah, no, we're, we're blessed. I can't believe I've been doing free trainings for over 22 years, but I can't believe we have over 67,000 people registered uh, on the webinar every Friday now. Uh, so just an incredible blessing. I do want to shout out Blaine. Uh, Blaine, thank you so much. Every week you're here with these unbelievable questions as well. And I encourage more people to participate uh, and ask for help. But uh, I like this question here from Blaine. What is your best advice for someone looking to build their client base? Look, the world has changed. You cannot imagine the size, scope, and scale of your community. Never before have you had an opportunity to be yourself without any resistance. See, when you lived in a small community and nobody left it, if you lived in some farmhouse in Indiana, it was really difficult to be yourself because we like people that resonate with us. We like people who are in our neighborhood who have the same frequency of us. And the statistics of being able to find that when you're on a farm in some county in Indiana was very difficult. But now they have this great connected community with digital connection, a connection that allows us to reach over 7.6 billion people. It's amazing connection. And we don't understand the size, scope, and scale of it, but what advice I would give you to build the client base from 7.6 billion people instead of 760 people in French Lick, Indiana, a great place to learn basketball, but not a great place to be yourself, to find your frequency and to find the neighborhood of your frequency for more options, opportunities, and touches of favor with people that resonate at the same frequency or vibration that you do. The best advice I give you is to one, qualify people by open-mindedness. You see, 80% of our time is wasted with people that have closed minds. 
So find someone that has an open mind and then utilize open-ended questions in order to determine two things, how you can be of service or value to that person or know someone that can be of service or value to that person and vice versa, how they can be of service or value to you or know someone that can be service or value of you. If we find open-minded, open-hearted and open-handed people and find out how we could be of service or value or know people that can be of service or value or vice versa, we can create a community, not a client base, a community of sponsors, people who know people that can help us and power sponsors, people who can help us themselves. This could not be effectuated before because we didn't have the size, scope, and scale of the community, of the audience, in order to effectuate a big enough neighborhood of people who resonate with our frequency that have open minds, open hearts, and open hands. If we can build a community of sponsors and power sponsors, people that want to help each other and people that know people who want to help each other, it is unlimited and infinite in the amount of business or value that we can share between us. You can use the old school vernacular vocabulary of client base. I prefer to use community and neighborhood community in a neighborhood, a neighborhood of frequency, of people who resonate with and exist at the vibration that you are because your frequency is your neighborhood, it is your community. And we need to build that community in of value, not of selling to, overselling to, backend selling to, but simply adding value to. It is amazing how many people don't do this? I get my book away for free. I don't sell it. I don't tell people I'll give it to you for free and then charge for shipping. I give my book. I sign it. I pay for the book and I pay for shipping. And I give out my email address like I do to all of you, right? David at dmelter.com. It's amazing that 10% of the emails, amazing, say, what's the catch? What's the scam? Or if there's any type of, like, I invite them to free training and they're like, oh, that, uh, you're trying to sell me something. No, I've been doing free training for over 22 years. And what I'm trying to do is build a community of people that want to help each other, that have open minds, open hearts, and open hands. And guess what? Instead of having a need to be offended by people who have attacking thoughts, judgments, and conditions without my intent to do so, I am protected and promoted by those people because those people have a closed mind. Those people don't belong in my neighborhood. Those people will not provide me options, opportunities, and touches of favor, nor will receive them, nor will allow what they receive to come through them with appreciation, acknowledgement, and be able to ask for more. I thank those people that put judgments, conditions, and attacks on me particularly because they're just protecting me from a neighborhood I don't want to visit because they surround themselves at a lower frequency, a lower vibration. I don't want to do that. I already was born into the projects in Akron, Ohio with a single mom working two jobs. And I think about all the skills, the knowledge and desire I have today and what it would be and how I could utilize it if I was sitting on a lawn chair in the projects, drinking a Colt 45 with all of these unbelievable, infinite co-creative ideas that I have. And I turn to my neighbor and say, hey man, can you help me? 
or do you know anyone that can help me? How many options, opportunities, and touches of favor do you think I could have on that lawn chair in the projects drinking my cold 45 compared to living in a gated luxury dream home community where I can just walk the street and ask anyone in my neighborhood, hey, do you know anyone that could help me? Or can you help me? Or how can I be of service or value to you? It's unbelievable the exponential options, opportunities, and touches of favor that exist in this neighborhood. And yet, in the physicality of understanding between the projects and the dream home neighborhoods, it's the exact same thing with your frequency and vibration. Build your community based on open minds, open hearts, and open hands. Build a community of sponsors and power sponsors. You will find abundance. You will find an unbelievable value that you can provide. You will leave the world of zero sum and enter the world of value add. I wanna thank Blaine for that extraordinary question. I consider Breakfast of Champions and Glenn Lundy, my neighbor, and Amelia Antonetti, my neighbor. I consider all of you my community of open-hearted, open-handed, and open-minded people. And I wanna thank all of you for being in that community. Jakey Bakey, why don't you reset the room and bring up someone with a question? Sure will, and yes, Dave, I agree. This definitely is one of the best neighborhoods here on the Breakfast with Champions. So welcome, everybody. Hope everyone's having a great Friday. It is 7.25 a.m. Pacific time, 10.25 a.m. Eastern time. Welcome. This is David Meltzer's Power Hour here uh, on Clubhouse. Dave's also live. He's been doing free training for over 22 years. And if you have a quick second, uh, there's a link here on Clubhouse. It is The Playbook, David's podcast, The Playbook. If you can take a quick second, subscribe if you're not already, leave a rating, like it, share it with anybody that you can. That'd be amazing on our end. So we really, really appreciate it. And yeah, today is the BYOQ. Bring your questions and David will bring the answer. So if you have a question you'd like to ask, just raise your hand or back channel me and we will aim to bring you up. So Dave, why don't we take another question here on Clubhouse? We got Super Mario has been patiently waiting. So Super Mario, if you can please unmute yourself and ask David your question, welcome. Yeah, thank you. This is Super Mario here. Um, for where I'm at right now in life, my question is how can I put myself in more positions to be wrong? Cause uh, this past year I've grown so much by being wrong, but I kind of feel stuck right now and uh, finding new ways to be wrong. What's a good strategy for that? Yeah. You got to put yourself at a varying degree of dis-ease. Uh, you know, there's three different zones uh, that we want to be conscious of. One is the comfort zone. And if you stay in the comfort zone, uh, you're just not going to expand, accelerate, and grow. Uh, you're going to feel stuck. Uh, you may not do anything about it, uh, but you will not grow if you just stay in the learning zone where, I mean, sorry, the comfort zone uh, where there's no resistance, pain, shortages, setbacks. Uh, there's no mistakes. Uh, there's no promotion or protection, uh, but there is status quo. Uh, we want to put ourselves at enough dis-ease uh, to create pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes. Some people mistake the mistakes, failures, setbacks, and pain as being stuck. But I tell people, you got to be stuck being stuck because as long as you have, in a varying degree, that dis-ease of pain, setbacks, failure, mistakes, dummy tax, like I like to say, uh, but if you're in that learning zone, in varying degrees, you're going to accelerate, grow, and expand along with the universe but you can indicate that you're in the right zone by the amount of pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes that you can handle. See, if you go too far on the pain, the setbacks, mistakes, and failures beyond your capacity, 
you'll enter the third zone, which is called the anxiety zone. And we have to be well aware of the anxiety zone. Remember, anxiety, fear, anger, frustration, guilt, resentment, all of these different ego-based consciousnesses are indicators you've entered the anxiety zone. That's why we use the stop, drop, and roll mechanism to put ourselves back into the learning zone. Why? Because if we are in the anxiety zone, then what happens is we start to constrict we start to shrink, dissipate, and dissolve, and we end up shrinking even past and beyond what used to be comfortable, and we now have a nervous breakdown, get depressed, want to even maybe take our own lives. We can't get out of bed. Highly functioning, actualizing people create anxiety and disease with the ego, with addictive behaviors, bad behaviors that create interference between you and that source. So in order to stop feeling stuck, you have to understand what that feeling is and ask yourself, what am I doing to create too much interference if I'm feeling anxious, frustrated, angry, or guilty, resentful, if I'm worrying or complaining or judging or putting conditions on this? Utilize the stop, drop, and roll method to take us out of the anxiety of feeling struck stuck and put us into the attitude of gratitude of being stuck that i am experiencing pain setbacks failure mistakes or even resistance in order to effectuate the biggest waste of time between problems and solutions take those emotions and take them off of some outcome use the trajectory philosophy of I know what I want today, who can help, who can help me, how best to get this done. I'm prioritizing by what's important to me, not other people, not on the outcome, not on what's missing mistakes and setbacks, but more importantly, I'm in a trajectory of activity to allow myself to move towards what I think I want. And I'm open-minded enough to change my mind when I learn the lessons, when I shorten the span of time between problems and solutions utilize the idea of getting out of the comfort zone, utilizing feeling stuck, pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes in order to expand so that in that learning zone, what used to be out in my anxiety zone now becomes part of my learning zone. And I now have more capacity, more skills, more knowledge, and more desire, more energy, more inspiration. The continued expansion and growth should allow your zones, the comfort zone to become bigger. What used to be a learning zone now becomes a comfort zone. What used to be the learning zone now becomes what used to be the anxiety zone. Now it takes so much more physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally to put you into the ego-based consciousness so that you only spend minutes and moments there to identify you're being promoted and protected. You're being expanded and accelerated. What used to make you anxious should be now your learning zone. What used to be your learning zone should now be your comfort zone. But it's not going to happen if you live in the comfort zone, and it's not going to happen if you live in the anxiety zone. Live in the learning zone. Get stuck being stuck. Identify the pain, failures, mistakes, and setbacks that make you feel that way and stop, drop, and roll, know what you want, who you can help, who can help you, how to get it done, and prioritize accordingly. Apply that why, as I say, and I promise you will continue to expand, grow, and accelerate. You will not live your life like a tube, food in and food out, feeling stuck every day. Great question. I appreciate it. 
Thank you so much, Jakey. Why don't you reset the room and I'll take another question online and let's get another guest up here after that. Perfect. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody who is joining and sharing, we really appreciate it. Let's continue to share here on Clubhouse, continue to share on all social platforms. And let's also take a quick second, follow the people next to you, follow the people on stage. We are in the Breakfast with Champions, BYOQ, bring your questions. Dave will bring his answers here on the Breakfast with Champions. And uh, Dave's been doing training for over 22 years, so live on all platforms as well. Let's continue with the questions here. So Dave will take a question on training, and then we will bring on Bonnie Hewitt uh, when you're ready, Dave. Oh, man, I haven't heard from Bonnie Hewitt in a long time. But the question online says, what books have had, <laughs> excuse me, what books have had the biggest impact on your mindset? Um, the Course in Miracles, number one, uh, but that is a deep, dense, complex text that I've been studying for 17 years and it's existential in its nature, uh, but it has had the biggest on my mindset. The most easily accessible and understandable one is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, you know, just understanding the context of what the mind can conceive, we can achieve. Uh, the understanding and lessons of mindset that's included in Think and Grow Rich is extraordinary. I actually went to the Napoleon Hill Foundation and asked Greg Reed to help me with my first book because I wanted to utilize the evergreen approach uh, to building not only a mindset, but a heart set, the way we feel, and a handset of what we do. And I think that book, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, is and has had the biggest impact on my mindset, my heart set, and my handset. And it's the inspiration for the books that I've written, the books that I give for free, that you guys can uh, just email me if you need. All right, Jake, let's bring Bonnie up. Bonnie, welcome to the clubhouse. If you can unmute yourself and ask David your question, welcome. Good morning, guys. It's been a while. Hi, David. Hi, Jake. Hi, everyone. Hi. Um, excuse the background noise. I actually wasn't expecting to get called on. I was, but I'm super. It's a wonderful surprise. Um, but I've got my boy chaos going on as usual, David. Um, <laughs> so I guess this is this was meant to be. Um, so I am reconnecting with um, people in my community after taking um, somewhat of an abrupt break uh, at the end of spring. David, you know, I quit smoking um, April 30th, kind of on a whim, just woke up one day and was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, following, you know, you're a must be what I can be. And I'm um, clearing the interference to the connections of my being healthy. Uh, side note, guys, um, I've also gotten rid of my fibromyalgia since I met David and following his teachings. So this, this, uh, this stuff works. But what I'd, I guess what I'd like to ask you is um, being very conscientious of how I message people when I do, thanking them for my patience, or for their patience, I apologize, um, thanking them for their patience when I'm reaching back out to them. So I'm guessing, I'm just wondering if you have any suggestions um, about reconnecting with people that maybe you had just started to build a relationship with and then kind of abruptly disappeared like I did. Thanks. I love it. Yeah, so look, people ask me the differentiator between the 25 no rule and the three no rule uh, that I've created in order to facilitate not only vetting, but trusting and vetting. 
Um, and so in order to effectuate the best use of our time, in order to effectuate the lenses combined or reconciled with man-made constructive time, the 24 hours that we're given every day, what we need to do is reconcile our productivity with time, reconcile our accessibility of how accessible we are to others and how we're receiving what we want, that which feeds us, but also reconciling gratitude. Look, there's light, love, and lessons and opportunities, options, and touches of favor in everyone, but we need to prioritize those. And the first initial prioritization is, is it worth my time? Is it worth my time? Because there's light, love, and lessons in everything and everyone, every circumstance, every event, every option, every opportunity, and every touch of favor, but is it worth my time? And so I've utilized the three no rule and the 25 no rule in order to determine where to place my time in order to identify what feeds me and to feed it, not feed that which bleeds me or creates interference or resistance in my life. And so what I do is number one, I simply qualify as suggested before, is this an open mind at this time? And so I use the three no rule to determine that. And so if I have an initial conversation and have some sort of follow-up that's agreed upon, every time they ghost me or every time I ghost them, that's one no. And on the third no, I simply utilize the most efficient, effective, and statistically successful way to keep the people that feed me into my life so I can feed them by leaving a transition statement to them saying, hey, this isn't the right time. And when it is, give me a call. 50% of the time, it accelerates time and they give me a call back or an email or a text or meet with me. And 50% of the time, I never hear from them again. That's it. And so to statistically utilize time in the reconciliation of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, you have to know and utilize the three no rule. Now, how do I distinguish the 25 no rule? The 25 no rule is a precursor to the three no rule, meaning as I'm trusting and vetting, I'm going to not find an open mind. So it's going to take me a minimum amount of people until I find an open mind. So I don't get discouraged. I don't create more interference. I don't accelerate in the wrong direction when I come upon someone that has a closed mind at that time. And I just say to myself, three knows later, hey, oh, I'm one no closer to getting to an open mind, someone that can help me or someone that knows someone that can help me, someone that I can help or I know someone that can help. It's that simple. Utilizing this structure of understanding the size, scope, and scale of our audience, our community, the sponsors and power sponsors, understanding that everybody has an open mind at some times. Some of us have an open mind the majority of the time. Some of us have a closed mind the majority of the time. That does not matter because it only matters what type of mind you have when you're interacting with me. Because someone that has a closed mind the majority of the time, but has an open mind with me, is just as valuable as someone that has an open mind the majority of time that has an open mind with me. It's a matter of interacting into the idea, utilizing the reconciliation of time with productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in order to effectuate this community of sponsors and power sponsors who feed each other, not bleed each other, who clear interference, not create interference. 
If you can use the 25 no rules in conjunction with the three no rules, if you trust and vet everyone by utilizing an open-minded, open-ended approach, I promise you the aggregation and statistical success, the compounding of abundance will occur in your life and you will make more money, help more people and have more fun. You will be happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy figuring out all those little things like smoking that interfere with it. And I am more proud of this woman who I have worked with for years in and out and utilized time to help. She is amazing. She is a testament to the practices that we've created, the values that she has and the implementation of those values and utilizing coherence to create the best aggregation of behaviors and habits to formulate that ability to be more happy, healthy, wealthy, worthy by identifying she already is and identifying what she's doing to interfere with it. Bonnie Hewitt, thank you so much for joining us on our Friday training. You are a blessing and I wish you all the happiness, health, wealth, and worthiness in your life. Thank you so much, David. That was beautiful and um, your appreciation just means the absolute world to me. Um, uh, have a happy Friday, everyone. Enjoy and, and listen to what he says. I'm telling you, it really does work. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Jake, it looks like we got about 19 minutes left. Why don't we reset the room, motivate people, make sure they have my email where they can get the exercises, guides, the books, whatever else they need. And also please invite more people in this room. It's not too late. We got 19 minutes of love coming your way and review and rate the podcast. We got a whole litany of ways you could be of service or value to us. Let us know how we could be of service or value to you. Let's create a bigger breakfast of champions beyond the walls of community, beyond the walls of clubhouse. Let's reach more and more people. Let's invite them in. Jake, reset the room. I'll take a question online after that and we'll bring someone else up, okay? Sure will, Dave. Yeah, we got 18 minutes of love now left on the Breakfast with Champions. Uh, I highly suggest checking out Bonnie Hewitt at Posh Notions. Thank you so much for joining, Bonnie. All these incredible questions here. If you don't have time to ask a question today or want any of Dave's guides or trainings or just have a question in general, just email David. That email is david at dmeltzer.com. David at dmeltzer.com. Also, if you have a minute here, please go to The Playbook on Apple, Spotify, your favorite places to find the podcast like share subscribe review that would be much appreciated so thank you so much everybody this is the byoq we got 18 minutes left with david Meltzer. dave i will pass it back over to you and then when you're back we will bring on aaron wexler here on clubhouse oh man we got the all-star group of people asking questions today and i'm gonna take a question online what are the five levels of intention and why are they so important well, intention is so important because combined with attention, it equals the coincidences that we want. It allows the coinciding of the universe. It allows you to be lucky if that's the word that you want to be. But it takes attention, focusing on what you want, plus five levels of intention in order to create the greatest circumstances or coincidences or luck of your life. The whole methodology and mathematics between attention plus intention equals coincidence. But you have to understand that intention isn't just putting a picture on a board. It's not just, so when John Asroff put the picture of his house in Delmar on his vision board, and then years later, he owned that exact house, that coincidence or that lucky circumstance, event or uh, manifestation as it could be called, did not occur because he just put it on the board. 
it allowed him to pay attention to that house, to remind, remember, and recollect, to clear the interference to that which he reminds, remembers, and recollects with. It allowed him to not only do everything he could for and to purchase that house or manifest that house, he said everything, he thought everything, he believed everything, utilizing the stop, drop, and roll, maximizing the amount of time that he stayed within the trajectory of that house. And he felt it. He utilized his feelings, his inspiration in order to effectuate the coincidence by continually seeing it, paying attention to it on his vision board so that he could then accelerate in the trajectory towards that house by doing everything he could, saying everything he could, thinking everything he could, believing everything he could, and feeling the inspiration of everything he could in a trajectory of what he thought he wanted that house or better. I always add the or better because you don't know what you don't know. Don't live in the ignorant arrogance and pretend like you do. Live in ignorance and humility, saying, I don't know what I don't know and what I don't know I'm going to ask for help for, and I'm going to use the mathematical formula of coincidence and luck in order to effectuate what I want or think I want or better by doing, saying, thinking, believing, and feeling it and paying attention to it every single day by enjoying the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of that potential, that truth, that coincidence. Utilize the mathematical equation by utilizing the five levels of intention plus intent, sorry, the five levels of intention plus attention to equal the coincidences and blessings and like luck of your life. All right, Jakey, Bakey, let's bring up Aaron. Aaron, welcome to the clubhouse. If you can please unmute yourself and ask David your question. Welcome. Good morning, David. You are the man. Everybody in this room, congratulations for showing up. You know, um, we're all here for a reason. We're all attracted to this room, to the energy of this room and to David, to your energy. So I just appreciate everybody for being here and thank you for the container. Um, the, one of the last speakers was talking about recently stopping smoking. I recently said goodbye to alcohol and that, that's been a huge, huge blessing for me. Um, if that inspires anybody here, you know, uh, amen. It's been a very, very cool, very cool thing. I want to ask about two things real quick, David, you talk a lot about gratitude and I've been getting more and more into the spiritual realm, actually, um, as I get deeper into my business world that they feel very correlated. Um, I listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks. Abraham talks about the difference between appreciation and gratitude and appreciation kind of being the next level to gratitude. I was wondering if you could touch on that. And then a follow-up to that would be, how do you integrate your spirituality, your realm of spirituality, specifically throughout the day in conversations, in this clubhouse, in business transactions with your family, yeah, take all that. Much love, brother. All right. And that first question is, how do I integrate a, a appreciation with gratitude? Well, it's just kind of like how what the difference is, you know? What's what, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So gr gratitude is an action. And the action is reconcil reconciliation. So gratitude is an action of finding the light, finding the love, and finding the lessons. So for me, gratitude is a verb, 
is an action of finding the light, the love, and the lessons in every person, idea, place, thing, or whatever. Appreciation is adding value through gratitude. See, appreciation combined with acknowledgement and asking is the most powerful uh, tool to expand, grow, and accelerate while I use gratitude in all three processes. What do I mean by that? Well, one, when we utilize appreciation, appreciation means add value. If your house appreciates, it goes up in value. So what we want to do is appreciate what we have by using gratitude to find the light, the love, and the lessons in it. Well, we can find light, love, and lessons in someone, something, some circumstance, event, or activity. We now appreciate it. Appreciation is great because it expands the vessel itself. It expands the embodiment of what we appreciate using the mechanism of gratitude. Now, acknowledgement is acquiring the knowledge of what we have. And there's only one way to acquire the knowledge of what we have. That's so that we don't have it anymore. When you don't have it anymore, you have now completed acknowledgement. And we use gratitude once again, as the mechanism in which to acknowledge what we don't have anymore by finding the light, the love, and the lessons in what we have given away, what has been stolen from us, manipulated from us, lost. It doesn't matter which modality of acknowledgement is utilized. If we have gratitude, not only reconciled with appreciation, but with acknowledgement, finding the light, the love, and the lessons, what we don't have anymore, we then can use the third of the holy triad of asking, wishing, and dreaming, right? Why is health so important? Why is it so important to clear the interference of alcohol, drugs, and, and smoking? Because we are allowed then by being healthy to ask for more. If you're healthy, you get as many wishes a day as you want, as many asks a day as you want, in person, on the phone, via email, social media, and traditional media, as many asks as you want. But if you want healthy, you get one ask. So does it matter how much appreciation reconciled with gratitude? It doesn't matter how much acknowledgement you have reconciled with gratitude. If you don't have the capability of asking, your vessel will dissipate, disappear, and dissolve. You need to refill the newly expanded accelerated vessel that you created through appreciation and acknowledgement reconciled with gratitude by reconciling gratitude into your ask. And when we do this, we exit the world of zero sum where everything's negotiated and traded. We exit a scarce world where there's not enough and you're a victim or just enough where you buy things you don't need to impress people you don't even like to be happy. Simply utilize gratitude as the verb, as the ability to find light, love, and lessons in everything that you add value to via appreciation, everything you acknowledge through dissipation or distribution, lost, stolen, manipulated, or given, and then ask for more. Refill that bigger vessel or else it'll dissipate, dissolve, and disappear, and you'll end up at the end of your life needing to ask instead of creating and graciously asking I know most people's intent of appreciation and acknowledgement is so that they can give, but you can't give what you don't have. So you need to ask for more. I reconcile gratitude into that holy triad of appreciation, of acknowledgement, and of receiving or asking. 
and how spirituality falls into all this, Aaron, it's quite simple. None of it works without faith. One simple idea is at the cornerstone or foundation of what I believe. There is something bigger than me. An omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent source, whatever you want to call it, God, Jesus, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, Buddha, I do not care. I will not separate myself from anyone or anyone or anything by judging or putting conditions on any dogmatic religious behaviors. All I care about is you believe in something bigger than you that loves you more than your mom. And if you do that, the spirituality, the in spirit allows you to understand I am everything. I have come from nothing to no thing. That is simply what we do here. You yourself are part and parcel of all powerful, all knowing, omniscient, infinite power. What are you doing to interfere with it? And if we can utilize that mechanism, that verb to find the light, the love and lessons by determining what we're doing to interfere with it, to indicate that we have a better place, more power, a better situation, circumstance or event, we can appreciate everything we have. Acknowledge it by giving it away, allowing it to be stolen, manipulated, or taken from us or lost. It doesn't matter. You will acquire more knowledge, which is inherent in gratitude. But most importantly, have the faith, the spirituality, that there is an abundant world of more than enough. Nothing's happening to you as a victim. Nothing's happening for you to create a scarce world of buying shit you don't need. But more importantly, a world of more than enough of everything for everyone. By reconciling gratitude with those triad and understanding spirituality that you are everything, you can utilize these tools to determine what you're doing to interfere with it. Aaron, congratulations on quitting drinking. Congratulations on the advancements that you've made, the acceleration, the growth and happiness that you're experienced. Please come back and join us on the Breakfast of Champions. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jake, reset the room and we got time for one more. Thank you, David. You're the man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, everybody, for joining here. We got six minutes left here on David's training here on the Breakfast with Champions. If you didn't get a chance to ask your question today, just email David, david at dmelzer.com, david at dmelzer.com. Thank you, everybody, for sharing here. We've gotten so many shares on Clubhouse, so we really, really appreciate it. We're creating the best room here on Clubhouse in the Breakfast with Champions. So, Dave, we got five minutes or so. Do you want to take a question on Zoom and then we'll finish out here on Clubhouse? Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take a pragmatic question here. How do you efficiently share a vision in a sales process? Well, to me, everything's about uh, a, a value process. And in order to share value, uh, what we need to do um, is number one, stimulate interest. And we do that by finding an open mind and creating a communication between us of value. Two, we transition that interest aligned with, by utilizing the open-ended question template, whatever vision we wanna share. Could be eating broccoli, it could be selling a car, it could be changing the world, empowering others to empower others. We then are 20% of the way there. When we have a verbal agreement alignment, are working in synergy, collaborative and coordinated together, we're 20% of the way there in the process of sharing a vision. 80% 
is managing and developing that vision. Now I use a go, no go plan in order to effectuate the management and development of a vision. It could be a simple email or it could be, you know, a hundred thousand dollars scoping of an enterprise software solution. Either way, they're both go, no go plans that are effectuating whether or not we should be moving forward or we have alignment and maintaining an open mind, open heart and open hands in order to effectuate helping each other or knowing people that can help each other. We need to stimulate interest, transition interest, share a vision, manage and develop a division to create a community that thrives. People who are helping one another and know people who can help one another. That five to thrive process is the greatest way not only to share a vision, but to manage and develop the vision so the community grows so that we can provide more value. All right, Jake, last question real quick. We got three minutes. Perfect. Let's bring up Mighty Mel. Mighty Mel, what question do you have today for David? Welcome to the clubhouse. Hi, thank you so much. I'm, it's always a pleasure to hear him, Dave, speak. <laughs> He's amazing. And, uh, and I'm not sure if it's the right question to ask. Um, the, I'm, I've learned about um, depression and helping with it. And I'm wondering if what's different for a teenager, because I want to support a teenager with depression and want to lead them to be a, um, a stronger brain. <laughs> and wondering if you have any tips or um, networking, like sending to the right person to support that kid. Well, that, that's the right question. That's my mission is to empower others, to empower others, to be happy. And depression is a dis-ease. It's an interference to our ease. And there's two things that I would suggest um, with a teenager. Uh, one, understand hormones and the interference that hormones cause to the emotions. Hormones itself create uh, an aspect of awareness that we need to understand together with our teenagers. Um, and then the second one is to meet them where they're at, right? Everybody receives a genetic and energetic inheritance and we want to meet somebody where they're at. The worst thing, and I did this when I was younger, is to take depressed people and say, why are you depressed? All you got to do is, hey man, look at the glass half full, <clears throat> you know, creating more resistance. And I had a friend who took his life on his birthday at 54, one of my oldest friends. And I looked back at the advice that I gave him and I create, created resistance and interference in our relationship because I did not meet him where he was at. I didn't understand his energetic and genetic inheritance. Uh, I did not understand or meet him where he was at uh, to ask certain questions about what he's doing today, what he likes, about it, what he doesn't like about it, and would it help him if? And then say in that, would it help you if this person or idea or whatever it is, and keep on exploring without telling, lecturing, accusing, judging, conditioning. Simply understand hormonal aspects of depression, which happens in postpartum, it happens in teenagers, uh, but two, 
learning to be open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed by asking what they are doing, saying, feeling, believing today, and what they like about it, and what they don't like about it, and then ask more questions to see would it help you if I introduced you to this person or helped you with this. Don't judge. Don't create more disease. Don't create more resistance as I have when I was younger in the past that can result in aggregation and acceleration of more disease. All right, I wish I had more time, but I'm a time freak and it's 8 a.m. Pacific, it's 11 a.m. Eastern time. It's time to hand it back off to the amazing Amelia. Jakey Bakey, close out the room. Let everybody know where they can reach us. Please download the playbook, rate it, review it. Thank you everyone. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Thank you, David. Thank you, everybody, for joining to ask your questions here on the Breakfast with Champions, the BYOQ edition. As Dave mentioned, just email him if you'd like to follow up, david at dmelter.com. David at dmelter.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining. We will pass it back off to Amelia. Have a great rest of your Friday. And as Dave always says, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. We'll see you all soon. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.